Hi guys, my name is Claire and welcome back to the Dialogy Deep Dive podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about five different documentaries that I've watched that I think are kind of interesting um, for you guys to watch or for you guys to be able to take some examples from for debate. So I'm going to get right into it with number five out of my top five. Coming in at number five is Jesus Camp. This is a documentary about a summer camp devoted to um, Bible studies and kind of community building for Christian individuals in the U.S. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head where in the U.S. this one is set, but it's kind of an example of an extreme way of practicing religion and teaching children about religion that's accepted within society. And pros and cons of this uh, documentary pros it's quite interesting it's not that long and um it gives really valuable insight into how children can be taught and indoctrinated about religion from a really young age in a way that is kind of extreme but also moderate enough for you to use as an example in debates the con is that it kind of makes fun of religion in a way that makes it hard to take seriously how affected the kids are within how emotional this experience can be for children. Um, An example I can give is there's a clip where kids are told to come wash their hands with holy water and the woman who says this then pours Dasani bottled water on the kids' hands and that isn't necessarily what's happening in the scene but a lot of Uh, a lot of these different clips from Jesus Camp come off as quite comedic and you kind of leave it thinking, how is it possible that people are taking this seriously? Which kind of detracts from the purpose of the documentary or the ability for you to use this as an example. The documentary that comes in at number four is Eyes on the Prize. I watched this documentary as part of a summer course, so I looked at this one in a little bit less of an enjoyable lens, but I think that this is a really good documentary. The pros are that it gives a lot of interesting and really emotional, really touching depictions of the civil rights movement and talks about um, a lot of the things that I guess you thought you understood about the civil rights movement, but looking into some more of the specifics about how Martin Luther King Jr. was perceived, for example, looking at all these different factors that contributed to the success or lack of success of certain areas of the movement, Um, looking at the reality of the brutality that a lot of activists faced with a lot of clips. It's a very powerful documentary. Um, And the cons, it's super long. It's in multiple parts. The part that I watched the most, uh, the most carefully was part six, Bridge to Freedom, 1965. But there are, I believe, 14 different parts if you look it up on YouTube. So that's the part. Part one and part six are the ones I would recommend the most. In total, the two together are about two hours. Each part is an hour long. Um, but it is really helpful, I think, to have watched part of these documentaries because of the value of uh the value of the content and the footage that's provided there if you have a debate about civil rights or about police brutality or about um racism this is super good imagery to be able to talk about and information to have coming in hot at number three is knock down the house this is a fairly recent documentary about 
uh, various women who are trying to become congresswomen. So uh, you guys may have heard of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who throughout the course of the documentary is followed alongside several other women who tell really compelling stories about what it means to be a woman in entering politics um, nowadays and in kind of a different lens than how we would analyze it in debate, kind of depicting a more modern scene of politics and a more down-to-earth look at politicians. And I thought that this was a super engaging documentary. It was probably the easiest for me to watch through the entire thing, um, just because it's very recent. It follows people who are super charismatic and very likable, and it's not too content dense. It kind of feels like you're watching a movie. If you guys have watched On the Basis of Sex about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that movie, um, it's kind of similar to that. It's quite narrative, but it puts in a lot of good information and examples and context that you can use in debates about politics, about uh, women in politics, and about gender issues, even about the various issues that the candidates themselves focus the most on, like the environment, etc. Uh, coming in at number two is United in Anchor. This is a documentary about the AIDS epidemic in the United States. This one, I'll start with the cons. Oh, I didn't do the cons of Knock Down the House. There aren't really any. I really like that one. I guess the cons of Knock Down the House is the information you can use in debates is kind of limited beyond understanding the context of politics. But United in Anchor. I'll start with the cons because uh, I think that it's not too useful for debates. There aren't too many that you can use kind of the information you now know about the AIDS epidemic in the United States. Like there tend not to be too many health motions beyond COVID at the moment. Um, but pros, this is a super engaging documentary. There's a lot of really good uh, footage that is used from the time of this AIDS epidemic. If you guys don't know very much about it, this is a fantastic documentary to be introduced to it. But the most important thing is it talks a lot about uh, civil disobedience, which is a form of protest or form of activism that I feel like isn't talked about nearly enough in debate or where it is talked about we lack specific examples. And this documentary gives fantastic ex um, examples of a very successful movement in the United States that got a lot of change with um, how like medicinal drugs were distributed, how um, action was taken by politicians, how many different groups came together, women, the LGBTQ community, the um, POC community, like all of these different communities came together for the same cause. It's just a really fantastic display of trends that you can use in debates. But this concept of civil dis disobedience, how do you get change done without being violent, without be rioting, without um, and with doing enough? Like some really good examples I can think of from this that I've used in debates are that during for the AIDS epidemic, this movement uh, they called themselves Rise Up, I believe. This movement had a protest where they threw the ashes of their family members and their friends who have died of AIDS across the fence of the White House to signify that it was the government's fault that these deaths had occurred. This action of throwing their 
ashes over the fence doesn't actually hurt anyone, but it's super powerful symbolically. And the movement did a lot of things like this that were very powerful symbolically and got change done. So if you're looking to understand more about social movements, more about different types of activism, this is a really good um this is a really good documentary to have watched, even if the specific movement of AIDS isn't necessarily that applicable in um, modern society anymore. Coming in hot number one, those of you who were at the summer camp Dialogy Deep Dive series for uh, mass incarceration and punishment will probably be familiar with this one. It's the documentary 13th. You guys watched part of it. It was on the recommended watching list. And um, I just think this is also a really fantastic documentary because it gives you so much context about um, kind of the issues that I discussed in Eyes on the Prize, but it just gives you so much context on police brutality, on systemic racism, on the prison systems in the United States and different forms of oppression that black people face in the United States as well. It talks mostly about the prison system in the United States and how it tends to target African-American people, but it also talks a lot about the historical context for this kind of movement, uh, this being put in place. It talks about the Ku Klux Klan, different movies and pieces of propaganda that really set in motion certain narratives that caused this kind of targeting to happen um, it just gives a lot of really wonderful context, and it's also just a really interesting documentary if you guys are interested in film, because it uses a lot of graphics, animation, and even lyrics from rap and uh, animations of these lyrics as well to kind of illustrate different time periods and different perspectives. So this is a really engaging visually a really engaging documentary as well if you guys have a hard time kind of following along with things that tend to be slower like united and anger so what are the cons of 13th personally the cons of 13th for me is that there are so many people to follow along with some of the people if you do some research into are super interesting they provide alternate perspectives as well of people who are defending the system the prison system um but they do a lot of the narration in 13th of the progression of events chronologically. They do a lot of this narration through different experts' opinions, and by the end, there are so many experts that have been talked about, and you don't really get to, you don't probably don't really have the attention span to go and research every single person, but sometimes you come across those people, again, this is a pro, that are super interesting and have alternate perspectives, and that's something you want to explore as well. So those are my top five documentaries that I've watched recently that I would recommend you watch or read up on a bit um, just to list them out again. Number one, 13th. Number two, United in Anger. Number three, Knock Down the House. Number four, Eyes on the Prize. And number five, Jesus King. Before I conclude this episode, though, I want to talk a little bit about documentaries as a whole, their pros and cons, and kind of my thoughts on them. I haven't watched that many documentaries, probably for the same reason that most people don't watch documentaries unless you just happen to really like documentaries. They're really long and kind of like books, they present a lot of information uh, and not a lot of it is helpful to debates and not a lot of it is helpful to specific motions or being able to be used as examples. 
but the documentaries I have watched, such as these five, tend to give you a lot of information towards trends or historical context that can be super helpful, especially right after you watch them. It feels like there's always emotion that's relevant to this. Um, but such as with United in Anger, for example, understanding context of civil disobedience or how different groups can come together to support the same cause, a lot of this context is super helpful towards debates. And once you sit down and get invested in one of these documentaries, the time really flies by. Um, I felt that way, especially with Knocked on the House. Uh, so yeah, so I think documentaries can be kind of hard to sit through, but give you a lot of good information and good context. And that when you guys have the time to try to conduct a lot of research on a topic, for example, with the summer series Deep Dive, um, or just in preparation for a PF tournament, for example, that focuses entirely on a topic, a documentary can be a really lazy way for you to just sit back and let the information be given for you and inspire further research in different areas. And sometimes that's just what you need to get started and uh, or a way to kind of last minute cram in some imagery, some pathos that you can use, such as the examples of ashes being thrown over the fence of the White House. There are also some other really good documentaries out there on a variety of issues, such as uh, Greta Thunberg has a Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg has a documentary about her activism, about her life. So if you're interested in environmental, that's also a thing. Um, that you can look into. There are a lot of documentaries about the food industry, the tech industry, capitalism. Like there's just such a variety in and depth of documentaries that exist out there. So if you guys watch any of these five and you think those are interesting, but you want something more in your your wheelhouse, definitely just look up like psychology documentaries or uh, technology documentaries or even sports documentaries you almost always come away from it with something you can use in debates that's relevant to debate because debate covers such a scope of things but knowledge is power and in debate knowing things is kind of everything so I would definitely recommend you go and check those out but yeah I hope these reviews of sub five documentaries was helpful to you to kind of understand not only what these documentaries are about and that I recommend you watch them, but also what to do with the information that you get from documentaries as opposed to just being told that you should watch them and then not actually using them in debates beyond the information that you think you retain from them. So I hope this was helpful and we'll see you soon in our next episode of The Deep Dive. Thank you for listening.